Hey there, and welcome to Cover Act. This week on Cover Act, we're taking a look at Bad for Good by Jim Steinman. Now, if you haven't heard of this album, I don't blame you. It's a pretty obscure album. I'll just run through the story behind this album in general, just so you can get a bit of context. Jim Steinman is mainly a songwriter, and he wrote famous tracks such as Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart, he wrote Air Supplies, Making Love Out of Nothing at All, he wrote Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now, but at the point of this album's release, the only thing he'd really done is he'd written all of the music for Meatloaf's album, Bat Out of Hell. And there was a lot of pressure from the record company to produce a follow-up to Bat Out of Hell. So Jim Steinman got to work and he wrote a whole bunch of songs for the follow-up album. But around that time, Meatloaf got very sick and he wasn't really able to record any of the tracks for this album. But Jim Steinman, he really wanted people to hear these songs, so he decided that he was just going to record them himself. So that's what this album is. It's Jim Steinman's only ever solo album, and it's what we're going to take a look at on Cover Act today. This review is going to come in three parts. We're going to look at the front cover of the album, we're going to look at the back cover of the album, and we're going to look at the title of the album. So we're going to start with the front cover. The art on the front is a drawing done by a man named Richard Corbin, who also drew the cover for Bat Out of Hell. It features a powerful-looking angel with his girlfriend, and they're standing in a weird cloud sort of void abyss with the moon in the background. And at the top it says Jim Steinman, and at the bottom it's got a bunch of text that I'm going to go into a bit later. Taking a closer look at the angel, he's a bit different to what you'd expect from a typical angel. When I think of an angel, I think of, like, white robes mainly and, like, very peaceful. But this looks like a warrior angel. He's not really wearing robes. He's just wearing, like, a leather loincloth. He's got sick ripped abs. He's got a tattoo on his arm, which says Bad for Good, which is, of course, the album title. But that's just a minor detail. I don't think that's where you're meant to be getting the album title from. The angel has beautiful, long, blonde hair, and he's got very big golden wings as well. He looks like a real action hero, you know, one of those old film sort of hunky hero sort of types. The face of the angel is actually Jim Steinman's face, and that's sort of a strange thing for me. Like, I can understand wanting to have your own face on the album. That's not unusual at all. But it's weird that I imagine he sort of said to the artist, oh yeah, I wanted to have my face, but be on an angel, but if He-Man was an angel... But it sort of comes off well, so I don't know how much I can complain about that. In the angel's right hand, he's holding what appears to be some sort of chain, possibly suggesting they recently escaped from somewhere. Because normally in movies, when you see someone using a chain as a weapon, it's often a chain that used to be holding them down. In the other hand, he's got another weapon. He's got an electric guitar, which also appears to be an axe. It's sort of tough to tell because there's a massive lens flare coming off of the axe but it does look like half guitar, half axe, which I think is quite cool because people often call a guitar an axe as a slang term. He also has a dagger attached to his boot as a backup weapon in case he ever needs that, I guess. It's interesting to note that his left hand, or what would be his left hand, is actually a right hand. The thumb is on the wrong side of the hand. My girlfriend, who knows a fair bit about art, told me that that is probably on purpose because, of course, if he was actually holding that guitar in a left hand, it would have to be at a different angle, which probably wouldn't work as well for this drawing. So it's probably swapped on purpose just so it looks a bit nicer. And it's not very noticeable. Apparently in Renaissance paintings, artists would subtly change the human anatomy just so it looked a bit nicer for their painting. For example, sometimes there'd be a person with three legs, but you wouldn't really notice unless you look closely just because it's sort of works with the whole theme. 
Speaking of girlfriends, this Jim Steinman Angel's girlfriend is also here in this picture. She's just clutching his shoulders, facing in the same direction he is. They're both looking off to the side at some unknown. It could be anything that they're looking at. She appears to be a fairly young person. She's not an angel, by the way. Maybe 16 or 17. She's also very skimpily dressed. She's just got a pink sheet over one shoulder draped down over her body with sort of a band around the waist to hold it all together. I don't know what sort of journey these two have been on, but apparently they lost most of their clothes along the way. This whole sort of scene with the angel, with the girl with her hands on her shoulders looking off into the distance appears to be based on a photo I found from the film Barbarella, where it's got Barbarella and Pygar, the angel from that, and they're in a very similar pose. Looking at the background of this image, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. It looks like they are actually standing on some sort of rocky surface. All around them, there's clouds. It's a very blue background. In the background, there's also the moon, although it doesn't really look dark enough to be daytime. But, you know, sometimes you do see the moon out in the middle of the day, so that makes sense to me. Or maybe they're just somewhere that's very well lit. That's definitely possible as well. It's sort of, I think, though, is meant to look sort of like heaven because there's the clouds in the sky, but sort of a darker place of heaven, maybe like the outskirts. It does, like I said before, look like they've maybe just escaped from somewhere. So maybe that's part of the whole theme. They're escaping heaven, getting out of there. I don't know why, but that's their goal, I think. Now, looking at the words on this cover, if you listen to my episode where I talked about Led Zeppelin 4, you'll know that I think that album art should have words on it. I think the album name should be on there, and I think the album title should be on there. But I think maybe with this piece of album art, they went overboard with the words. At the top of the album art, it just says Jim Steinman. Nice and simple. Probably a bit smaller than it could be. I'm not sure why they decided to make the words Jim Steinman so small. I should probably explain the title of this album, Bad For Good, is the name of one of the tracks on the album. So instead of just having the title Bad For Good at the bottom, they've got the lyrics from that song which lead up to where it says Bad For Good. Particularly, it says, I know that I'm gonna be like this forever. I'm never gonna be what I should. And you think that I'll be bad for just a little while, but I know that I'll be bad for good. It's got all of that written there at the bottom of the album art. Bad for Good, by the way, the actual title at the bottom is in a different font in a different colour, so it does stand out, but it's just a very strange and I think very ineffective way of getting across that this is the name of the album. It's so ineffective, by the way, that when I bought this album off the second-hand site Trade Me here in New Zealand, the person selling it didn't know that the album was called Bad for Good. They just listed it as being called Jim Steinman, so obviously that title there wasn't very effectively conveyed. Also, an interesting to note is the font used on this album art for the title and for the words Jim Steinman. At first glance, it looks like it's the same font that was used for Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell album, and that seems like a good decision because they're sort of trying to ride off the success of that album, plus it's a good-looking font. But if you take a bit of a closer look, you'll see that although they're very similar, it's actually a different font, and I say actually a bit of a worse font. I'm not quite sure why they would have changed it. Like, perhaps Jim Simon couldn't get the right to use the original Bad Out of Hell font? But either way, they used a knockoff, and I don't think it's as good. So what do I think of the front cover as a whole? I feel like in this recording, all I've been doing is sort of bashing it, you know, um, talking about the bad things I don't like. But I actually really do like this piece of album art. 
I actually once had this printed out quite large on my wall. So that's how much I like this album art. I feel like the scene gives off a whole bunch of mystery and wonder. The angel has an aura of sort of forever about him. Like he seems like a powerful, eternal figure, which I guess angels are meant to be. I like how he's an angel, but also he's like a rebel because he's got his tattoo and he's got his weird ripped abs and his loincloth. I feel like maybe, like, he and his girlfriend escaped. Maybe they escaped from heaven because cause angels aren't meant to be with mortals. But, you know, they were breaking the rules, escaping, following love. It gives off a very sort of old movie vibe, like that sort of 60s, like Flash Gordon, uh, Thor the Conqueror. I've already mentioned Barbarella. And, like, it's this strong, powerful man and his beautiful girlfriend. And they're ready to fight for what they believe in. It really gives off a feeling of adventure and wonder and unlimited possibilities, but also sort of lurking danger. I think that the person drawing this really knew what they were sort of doing. With that hand I mentioned earlier, how he's got two right hands, when I first saw that, I thought, is that a mistake? Did Richard Corbin just not pay attention? But then I realised, no, it's done so subtly that no one would notice unless you're looking closely at it like I am. It's a minor change, but it makes the angle of the guitar much better, and that just makes for a better piece of art. I think that this really is a really good piece of art. In the conclusion, I'm going to sort of talk about how it relates back to the album as a whole, to the themes of the album, but I'll get to that later. Well, I've talked about that for a long time. I think I'm going to have to split this episode of Cover Act into two parts because I really love this album and there's so much about it I want to say. So part two of Bad For Good is going to come out later this week. In that episode, we're going to talk about the back cover of the album and we're also going to talk about the title of the album. Be sure to check out Cover Act on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Cover Act.